Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gimp, no gimp, words I'm go a gimp, unspoken. I'm coming to your house because mm. I'm a gimp. Mm. I'm going to let you do whatever you want unbroken. to me because mm. I'm mm. a gimp. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Yes, hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm I'm Andy. And I refuse to give away the information on who I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice try, think, scammer. Yeah, I think, I believe, I think privacy is too important. My, I actually went to the, um, to the births, deaths and manage, marriages in uh, uh, department and I changed my name legally to Nice Try Scammer, and uh, I, yeah, I've had, I've had my identity stolen several times since. Really? Because yeah. what? Like they they often put in nice. Well, nice you know, I think a lot of the time someone try will, scammer someone will try and find somebody's identity, their name, and they'll mm. respond to them with Nice Try Scammer, right? I guess in my scenario, the scammers themselves are so stupid that they assume that that is their real name, which for me, yeah. it is. So they then go ahead and use that name and, um, yeah, I get my identity stolen. I th- so I, mean, I guess I suppose they, they just read it as Nisei mm. Tree. <laughs> uh, s- s- Scammer. 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 Yeah. Scammer. It's a European name. Yeah. Exactly. And Nice. Nice. And yeah, so anyway. Actually Nice Nice is a nice name. It is a nice niece. Nice name for your niece. Um yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um You know how if you were allowed if you could name a niece, mm. Mm. what would you call your niece? <laughs> Ah, that's a great idea. You should get to name, you know, you shouldn't get to name your own kids, but you should get to name one one set of kids. It's it's like that changing room show where your friends would redecorate your house, okay? Yeah. But it's changing names. They re-raise names. your kids. <laughs> so, hang on, they raise your kids and they get to well, rename them. They re-raise them. them. They re-educate your kids. Wow, yeah. Interesting. Um. From like from from baby sort of almost from babies like they put your kids whatever age they are back in nappies breastfeed them for a while um, yeah or you put them through a re-education camp of some mm, sort mm. you know maybe they could put them through a rebirthing like ceremony I think of some that sort. would be a nice that would be a nice way to start the episode yeah mm. an elaborate mm. I mean, like a like a kind of a like a, a vulva vagina slide. Sure, sure, yeah. Because kids love slides, and then they love the idea of going through something. Yeah, but like, now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering like, it, does it need to be kids, or could it just be could it be anybody? You know, could you parent your own friends or your own parents? You know, is there some way that you could? Yeah. You know, swap sure. it in that way. Would that be more interesting? Like, you know, for example, Alistair, if I if I parented you, okay, yeah, and you know, my wife simulates giving birth to you, and you emerge squirming and covered in muck, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the way you normally emerge, but this time it's yeah. in a baby context. Depends what, depends what part of the day you catch me. Yeah, in. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I do have to catch you as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because which you, is harder when I'm covered in muck. <laughs> exactly, but you know, and then and then we go through it, and I do, you know, you do act like a baby. I mean, what do we what do we get out of this though? Except for you know some fetish for people on the internet. Like, yeah, I guess when you're an adult, there's less chance if you you actually, um, unless we can somehow medically induce amnesia, right? So. Give you some kind of drug that really does return you to a childlike state, even if only temporarily. 
and and I can yeah. genuinely baby you. Um, I think maybe getting struck by lightning can sometimes wipe your memory. Right. Okay. Sometimes that's good enough. <laughs> yeah. At the start of the episode, you we know, strike ten of my good friends. I don't have ten good friends, but you know, we strike ten of my good friends with lightning, and whichever ones yeah. have their memory erased, they're the ones that I have to raise from a from they a qualify. Baby. Yeah. That's- that's part of the uh, the application the process selection. for being on yeah. a reality the show. The audition is... <laughs> it's a group audition and then they zap everybody with lightning. Mm. And whoever's memory is wiped and has no idea who they are, mm. they get to be on the show. Yeah, exactly. And of course, they, at this point, they don't remember why they're here. And <laughs> No, but they um, signed the things beforehand. So it's okay. Exactly. It's all nice yeah. and legal. Yeah, that's the way we yeah, like yeah. it here. Okay. And so, what what is the what are we trying to prove with this show? Like, what are we trying to? <laughs> it's a really it's a really good question, and but it's like it's like so it's like changing rooms. Mm. <laughs> you come back, and so it's like it could be you know it could be let's say two wives. It could, like one episode could be like you know two wives. Yep. Um, swap husbands mm. and see if they can reeducate each other's husbands to be better husbands. But are they raising them from a baby? Right. Because otherwise, it's just like well, they're raising swap. them from a baby, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, no, no, no. But they're really, yeah, they're. It's still the lightning thing. I'm not yeah. giving up on the lightning. Great. Um, I'm. They're they're just like yeah. I think you got to you got to break people down and mm. then rebuild them, build them back up. Yeah. And yeah, and I guess we these... see you know at the end, uh, you know they they get their they get their memory back, right? They realize who they are. I mean, there's probably a few gaps, but that's fine. You know that's the price of good television, and yeah, then they go you, back to their normal lives, the and then we see have. how they've changed, right? And we see, you know, mm. whether this second childhood that they had has improved them in any way. And then I guess what we do is we bring in their actual mum and dad, and depending <laughs> on whether or not they've improved as a person, we shame them. Uh, yeah. On the show, see how easy it was. We yeah. did it over. You know, we did it with a team of. A team of, uh, you know, so I guess tradies. Exactly. And over a week, over an afternoon. Yeah. Um, and then I guess you sit down, the the person who's regained their memory now thinks that they're an adult. Probably doesn't remember anything <laughs> directly from the parenting experience from when they were pretending to be a baby or like thought they were a baby. But you show them taskmaster style some clips of themselves sort of squirming around and getting their nappy changed and that kind of thing getting breastfed yeah you get the important yeah you, know, you hit the yeah. important points during during the afternoon yeah um crawling yeah learning to walk oh, first steps that'd be really beautiful yeah. um you know some some class type stuff some you know learning a few fundamentals mm. um you know, be nice, don't hit. Object. Because I guess permits. a lot of them would just start hitting. Peekaboo. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be really, that would be really violent. awful. And, <laughs> and then there's the, <laughs> and then there'll be the big reveal at the end where you reveal them in a, in a nice outfit. Yeah. And, great. you know, and you see whether from their eyes and their, the way they hold their face, whether or not the education was successful. You know, because I think if they've kind of got a crazed or like confused look on their face, <laughs> they're not quite. If they look more confused than they were earlier, I think it, the, you would deem it a failure. Yeah, and that's what we—that's what we do at the end of each episode. We deem either deem it a success or deem it a failure. And a big stamp comes down on the screen. I think it's. Mm, I think also, it's nice. They, the thing is, is that maybe. It's kind of a little bit of like be careful what you wish for type situations oh, as well course. because there's probably like you know the wife who is talking to the other wife and telling them kind of what they would love to get in order to yeah you know, for their husband to be improved they say I would love it if they just if they just did the dishes a bit more mm. yeah right and so a lot of the education will just be dish based yeah. You know, because in the afternoon, you've only got so much that you can fit in, right? Stop mm. hitting, uh, like don't hit, um, walking, and probably just, you know, a, an hour or two of, dish of time. sort of scheduling and dish dish time, you know? Um, and so then they could be great at dishes. So he walks out conf- in a bow tie and suit, 
slightly confused looking, <laughs> yeah. but then they still, walk still over to like sort a of sink. Um, cruising. He's not quite walking by himself. He's sort of holding on to things a little bit to yeah. get around. Um, Sidling know, along the edge uh, of a coffee table. And then, and then you see them go to the sink and you see them wash a dish and things like that and everybody, all their friends and family applaud. Yeah, great. Um, but then in so, other ways they've regressed slightly. But the dish thing is great. And then we catch up with the relationship six months down the track and see how it's going. And yeah, they're and then, always divorced every single time. Oh, yeah, but 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 the man is just doing dishes nonstop. <laughs> exactly. Re, you know, drying things, putting them back away, and then just go opening up another cupboard and just doing all those dishes again. Just redoing them. Yeah, frantic. Frantic in the middle of the night. Smashing and crashing. <laughs> yeah. Um... Glorious. Uh, Alistair. I mean, it's a. Yeah. I went to a cafe with the kids yesterday. I'm sorry to bring this up because I know you're in deep lockdown and you're not allowed to, but I took the. Andy's Andy's lockdown was lifted. So Andy technically could do 300th episode now. Yeah, by myself. I could meet up with myself in a a room and and do it to get that in the room vibe that we were looking for. But you wouldn't be Mm. there. Um, but uh, it was called Chaplin's, right? This restaurant or cafe that we went to. And it was a Charlie Chaplin-themed uh, themed restaurant. Your life has become so, so luxurious. <laughs> yeah. Going to, to movie-themed restaurants. I'm That's not... Right. Like, I'm, we're, we're on we're on 400 and something cases a day here in the city. Mm. Yep. But... Um, okay, tell... And then... Uh, but the, on, up on the wall, they had a poster that was a picture of, like... Charlie Chaplin and and Hitler standing next to each other, right? For it must have been like yeah. a promotional p- poster from like a documentary about about their the connections between them or something. I don't know. Anyway, it was Hitler and Chaplin yeah. standing next to each other, and uh, Finn, my son Finn, asked who uh, the clown was, and I said that was uh, bloody Hitler. All right, no, I uh, said I uh, said I said that was Charlie Chaplin. He was a famous clown. And then he said, who's the other man next to him who looks so angry? So, my question to you, <laughs> Alastair, is how would you explain Hitler to a four-year-old? Um, I think, didn't your parents already explain the Hitler to your, to your children? Yes, they did. So yes, he did. They- yes, he did. They did, yes. And that's what I relied on, actually, that my parents yeah, had already so I think- brought it up. Well, I think you'll remember there's the bad man. Yeah, the bad leader, they um, called him. Yeah. Yeah, the bad leader, that's the bad right. Leader. It was his leadership skills that were <laughs> that were terrible. Mm. Um um I I, uh, I think I've occasionally attempted um you know, I bring up Hitler. I mean, recently I've this is so odd. I've been I can't remember how it came up, but I've been showing my my child some the genitals of animals. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know, oh, no. after that, it becomes easier to explain Hitler. Um, you know, I'm just easing my way in. Um, oh, but um, it's uh, how to explain Hitler. Did your child say, express a, a, an interest? Is that is that how this? Yeah, look, it might have actually come from me at first. So I think it's it's I think don't know if I'm making good choices. I think <laughs> Well, it gets difficult to entertain kids this deep into a lockdown. Yeah, you got to yeah, you got to go deep and so Where do you where do you um, go? But you go to the you go to the interesting ones. You mm. go to the sort of the corkscrew duck. Uh, that was the, that was the first one I was going to say. That was and the then first the four one. I was ended like, do you echidna, think? Do you think that if we were to send, um, you know, redo that plate, that 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 golden disc that we sent out on the Voyager spacecraft for aliens to contact, but entirely yeah. genital based, right? To <laughs> let them know about all the genitals here on Earth, what five sets of genitals would you include on that golden disc? Yeah. Um, well. Well. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, you duck echidna. Mm. Um, mm. You'd probably need a, an insect, uh, a datus or whatever they're sure, called. Sure, sure. I mean, the flea. Them. I think the flea's penis is like forty times the length of its body and is all curled up. 
inside it. Really? I, th- yeah. I think I've, I thought I'd heard that the um, the barnacle has the largest penis to body ratio. I think that that also could be true. Yeah, I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, but, no, I um, think I think I think you're probably right. I have heard things about good things about the barnacle. Now, now, um, I guess is there a sketch in the idea of explaining uh, Hitler to children? Well, I was wondering um, if there was a sketch in a sort of a a, a sort of a drunk history style show, but it's mm, it's for to- children. It's toddler, hi- yeah, exactly. It's it's toddler history, and yeah. you know we we <laughs> we make a toddler. Oh God! Watch like you know, like four hours or eight hours of um, World War Two documentaries, and then we sure, get yeah. them to explain it, and then we have it acted out by um, by adults. What do you sure. think? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's interesting. I um, think you know, it's obviously it's an awful idea, right? Um, and you know the comedy, I guess, comes from the awfulness of the idea. If you wanted to make this a genuine show, you just wouldn't have them explain um, horrific world history events. You'd have them explain sort of more interesting things, like the building of the pyramids or something like that. Yeah, and but I think if you could just tell them a story about it, and then you mm. just get them to retell it. Mm. Yeah. Um. I think already you're, you're, you've got the filter that you're looking for. But if it could be horrific events, um, I think you're going to get more interesting stuff, stuff mm, out of it. A bit yeah. of edge. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of edge out of there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, um, I mean, I guess you could, you could do that. You could do sort of toddler science as well. You could explain how, you know, how reproduction works to toddlers. Mm, it sounds like you're already doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not that your child, not that uh, your child is a toddler. No, well, you know, yeah, yeah, they're 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 a kid now, but um, yeah. Look, I mean, yeah, I, I I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, so look, what am I writing down here? Um, um, you know, it's it's sort of, I guess, it's like a red cordial version of um of drunk history. So toddler drunk history. Yeah, yeah. Um. You know, obviously there'd be a few waivers or whatever that you got to sign before you make the kid watch all the all the genocide documentaries. But that's sure. people want their kids to be on TV, so I that's think true. we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll have any problems. That's true. Okay, yeah, and you know, it's it's good for their reel. Exactly. You know, to have all that footage of them um, describing. Mass murder and things like that. Mm. Um, uh, now, uh, it made it, it also made me think the Hitler Charlie Chaplin comparison because there's like you know obviously like I've heard that Chaplin based his moustache that Hitler based his moustache on Charlie Chaplin. I don't know if that's yeah. true. I don't know if that's true, but uh, I think it would be great if we discovered that all world dictators were based on different clowns and. Uh, we could somehow explore explore that in a documentary form. You know, who is the corresponding clown to each? Um, you know, like a particle and an antiparticle. Which clown sure. corresponds yeah, to which? Yeah. You know, Pol Pot and Idi Amin. And uh, that's really so interesting on. that you should, because because Otis asks often, what's the opposite of something like you know the last like what's the opposite of wind? And then I go, oh wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, and then so I mean, the, the opposite of a dictator being a clown is quite an interesting. It's quite an interesting flip. I do like that. Mm. Um, so, like, so, 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 who would you say, Saddam? Um, there was kind of just a like a I don't know. I feel like a cop based Iraqi clown, <laughs> like you know, comedy performer would work. You know, like somebody who's like you know. Sort of a, you know, it's supposed to make fun of the of the uh, of the. Um, oh my God, my my baby has come in. <laughs> Your baby has come in by itself into the. I'm not sure how how it opened the door. Maybe I didn't close the door properly. Um, no, he's very he's very upset that uh, he couldn't be in here. Um, uh, Sorry, you know, baby. Like, like, no, it's, it's sorry, baby. 
um sorry you know like like a you know it's like a clown who makes fun of uh you know who's like you know parrot parodies the you know the corruption in police and things like that and it's just mm. supposed to, it's like you know it's like bad lieutenant kind of scenario but a mm. but comedy yeah right and that saddam really liked it's like tom Selleck type mustache and uh and you know how brutal he was as a as a you know character but then he, mm. he just Im- imposed those things himself yeah, um, uh, uh, you, you know, it, yeah, it's possible. Um, but, you know, I, I suppose in my mind it was like existing. We find parallels between between existing clowns and and world dictators rather than having to having to make them up. But I mean, it's it's pretty pretty hard to do uh, either way, and maybe not yeah, so, not so as so funny. You want, as it so could you be. actually. So you just actually wanted to make a documentary? I think that's what I wanted. Yeah. No, but I well, I think yeah, in you our to make a documentary. Based on a theory that has only one data point, based on a trend that has one data point. Exactly. Yes, Alistair. It's uh, not that fucking hard to understand. It's an extrapolation. Yeah, yeah, I, know, I was, I was just, you know, I was just trying to make it clear. Mm, sure. Um, I, what, part of me did wonder, you know, because because I think there was there are there are some ways in which, um, uh. Extreme politicians can sort of co-opt the the idea of ridiculousness and and mockability, and I'm not sure whether they're doing it consciously. But like, you look at someone like Donald Trump, and you look at his appearance and his c- certain choices that he made, uh, and the way he presents himself, and you see how like so much of it is so easily mockable, right? Uh, to to yeah. that that you you wonder if there's some sort of other level on which this is working whereby making themselves appear so mockable and like by hitler having a a chaplain mustache um was uh, is is that a it does that have some confer some benefit on them where it it disguises other things about them you know that ridiculousness um well and yeah, i mean i think i think if trump wasn't so funny and ridiculous mm. he wouldn't have got all that media attention yeah and so he wouldn't have been as well known during those primaries yeah and got as much media coverage and then he may not have um because it's like it's quite funny because then it's like harnessing people ridiculing you but Mm. then also harnessing um love like people loving their country and saying that you're there you know like that you love these people who love their country yeah and using that um as as a way of potentially doing some bad stuff yeah i mean the way that donald trump talks talked about love is really interesting and weird and not the way you would like not like an alpha male kind of approach to it as well It it was it was yeah it was a strange the way he co-opted uh love language but I, I just wonder how ridiculous you could, you know, if that is a real phenomenon, the ridiculousness idea. And I wonder if we could invent a dictator who, who you know, just takes it to the next level and is so easily mockable. And they do, you know, part of their thing is that their pants do fall down all the time and you see their, <laughs> their bottom, right, while they're, while they're doing debates and that sort of thing. And the left, we make fun of that and... Uh, well, I guess if you thereby look at amplify Boris. their message and also uh, appear like we're not taking it taking seriously the issues that they are raising, and so I guess Boris is one of the closest. It's like it's like <laughs> the closer to clown you become, yeah. Um, the 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 more lovable and you can the you know the mm. more you can get out of stuff. Yeah. Well, um, I, then I think that I think there's a sketch in us creating a character who's even. You know, yeah, who's just taking that to the next level of you know shitting themselves in public and yeah, eh, shitting themselves, wetting themselves, you know. So so wait, their pants fall down and then they <laughs> shit themselves. <laughs> I who would have thought that it could get worse? <laughs> well, what would you rather? Would you rather shit yourself and then your pants fall down, or your pants fall down and, and then he- you shit yourself, Alistair? I think I think that that's a great upping of the stakes is when you, your pants fall down and then you shit yourself. And then you shit yourself. But uh, I guess, 
you know, you, you still have a chance of getting out of it clean if that happens. You know, if you shit your pants, the, there's gonna, the mess is going to spread around the, the oh, butt I don't area. think there's a chance of you getting out of it clean. Because the pants, the pants didn't just fall down. Like, they're not, they don't just fall right off your feet. They're still in between your legs, and mm. then you're having to mess with that. And No, think, that, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm out, saying. I leave. think that if your pants fall down first... Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, yep. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I just wonder if you could... If, you, if your pants fall down, if, and if you shit hard enough and get a little bit of sort of projection, right? Yeah. <laughs> the shit <laughs> shoots out. But then if it's also you're lucky enough for it to be a clean shit, but that's never happening in a situation where you shit yourself. You never shit yourself and it's a nice clean break. If you're shitting yourself, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's already a sloppy spray scenario. It's a, dan- it's a dangerously nervous poo. Yeah. And I don't right. think, I guess if you're standing, the chances of the cheeks being spread in the way that you need them to be to avoid side contact are pretty pretty live it pretty low um yeah yeah i mean if yeah. you could pull it off if you could pull it off i think that would be pretty cool and well, i think no, your supporters think, would give you credit i don't think for people that. are gonna be like i mean yeah the supporters would be like so that's how they'll defend them mm, yeah. they'll be like uh he didn't get any shit on his ass <laughs> <laughs> it's actually what they did is actually incredibly impressive it's a power move you go, the guy's pants fell down and then he shat himself. <laughs> you go, uh, no, what I saw was a feat of masterful <laughs> toilet going and uh, efficient use of time. And what I hear is that you're not engaging with the issues. You're scared to when engage. When you're the leader with the of a country, yeah, when you're the leader of the country, you don't have time to just go to the toilet all oh, the time. Oh, that would be a great, that would be a great. Because I think what you know, one of the things Donald Trump said was that he wouldn't be golfing as much as Barack Obama. But when I run for president, what I'm going to say is I'm not even going to go to the toilet. I'll wear nappies and I'll shit my pants because I don't want to yeah. take time away from running the country and making a better America for all Americans, the true Americans and patriots. That's going to be on all of my posters. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go to the toilet. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think that's a that's a good idea. Um, so that's the dictator clown, which is slightly different yeah. from the clown dictator connection mockumentary, exactly, and also slash documentary. Uh, my part of my it's merchandise is going mockumentary. to be um, Marg- M- Marga Maga. How do you pronounce that? M A G A. Is that Marga? Maga. 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 Maga um. nappies, diapers. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna sell those for for Make uh, all ass. our supporters who, um, yeah, who are Make who are with me on away. working twenty four hours a day to uh, to make a better America. Yeah, that sounds nice. Thanks. That sounds nice. Thanks. Um, my my kid Otis said something the other yesterday, which which I felt was very creative. Um, we were playing something, and I don't know exactly how it came up, but. I think maybe we were both spirits and uh one of us was a wind spirit and the other one was a fire spirit mm. uh ah, anyway, the opposite we of wind the, we were we were fighting the water spirit yes um and and i think otis said something to the effect of no that's not water somebody just painted the fire wow the the idea that you could disguise fire as water by painting Mm. it um i thought yeah absolutely all the you know just the idea that we could invent a new kind of wet fire would also be pretty good or it's or not not wet wet fire definitely wetter because it's got because it's got um it's wet because it's got paint on it not dry paint uh yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. I think um, uh, a good product to sell would be coloured air, right? A new kind of aesthetic kind of thing mm. that people would be really into would be if you... So could... that rooms can have like a hue. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it would just be like some little particles that you put into the atmosphere, right? 
And yeah, you, yeah this is the, the blue room and has blue air in it. And you know, you know what? I, what? No, no studies have yet found that this uh, product causes cancer. There are no confirmed links. Yeah. And um, no reputable studies. All you need is like one thing to be added to the, that air. Like, you know, you could say, oh, we've added magnesium or something to the yeah. air. And then, because all you need is like one thing that says like lungs need magnesium or something mm, like that. Great. <laughs> something, magnesium is important for lung health. <laughs> like that. And you go, well, it gives much needed magnesium for your yeah. lungs. Yeah. And, and then you're like, well, it seems crazy not to be constantly breathing in blue. At the moment, we don't do anything with the air, right? I mean, sometimes we have a smoke machine at a disco or something like that. But other than that, we leave the air more or less untouched. And if you're not designing with the air in your house, if you're not doing anything with the air in your house, then you are you're missing out on a really you know on on a huge range of potential um, you know aesthetic experience. So. can you do an ad for the for the colored air thing for me right now? Right now, um, uh, uh, look around you. What do you see? Nothing. And if you're seeing nothing, that means that you're doing nothing. You're not making a choice. You're happy to sit there and have the air be the color that everybody else's air is. Well. Now this is shit. Sorry, Alistair. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, I think that, no, I think you you know I think you're making some good decisions there. Uh, I think it's just something Otis started asking me to do. Uh, you go, can you do an, an ad for this? And so I go, hey, do you love air? Yeah, me too. The, the, the problem is though is that I never see it. Mm. Gosh, I hate not seeing the things that I love. Well. That problem no longer exists in my life because I color my air with the the new air color uh, mm. by 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 Mar- by Mark Martin and Slock, <laughs> and um, you know what? I get to decide every day what color the air in my house is: red, yeah. blue, gold, brown. You can black. even just you can just have brown, black. You can even get air that just sparkles, right? I mean. Do you hate mess? I hate mess. The trouble with having clear air is that you can always see the mess. Mm, sure. But when your air is a thick green color and you can barely see the hands in front of your face, the stress just melts away. I think I think a um a, a black, I mean a, a kind of a black, a new kind of black air would mm. and I'm not talking about smoke. I'm talking about black air. Would be black a really air. interesting, like you know that that you could you could black out the light in your in your room with black air. It's exciting. Yeah, but it's not it's not darkness. It's black air. Yeah, the light is on. <laughs> the light is on. <laughs> this is the problem with with uh, with darkness mm. is that it's actually you're not seeing the black. You're just not seeing the light. Exactly. But. With black air, you actually get to see the black. See the black with black air. <laughs> this could um, this could really um, this could really be good for uh, global warming as well. If we can invent a new kind of black air, we could use that to block out the sun. That'd be great. And remember, yeah, no significant number, statistically significant number of reputable studies have linked this to cancer. So we're fine. <laughs> Just mentioning it. <laughs> that's our slogan. Mentioning it. That's the That's our slogan. No <laughs> significant studies have ever linked this with cancer. Now that was our study that was our slogan for the first ten years. Yeah. And then we changed yeah. the slogan. That's a that's a worry. Yeah, we had to you change the watch slogan. where the slogan changes. <laughs> um and then eventually the slogan just changed to how cool is colored air? <laughs> Don't Google it. <laughs> um, look, I think that's where the joke is for this thing. Okay, great. Um, um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really excited. It's in the slogan change. So, I, I, you know, I, I, no, I, no studies have linked our our colored air with 
with causing cancer was the slogan of Colored Air Incorporated for the first 10 years of their running life. <laughs> Gonna be um, big. Yeah. Mm. I would love to ride a beast. Yeah, sure. Like, what What of the beasts that are uh, around in the world um, that are not typically ridden by people? I think rhinoceros. Would you... I think rhinoceros. I think yeah, there'd be a rhino. real, like when they're really charging, there'd be a, mm. an incredible feeling of of power and just that yeah. of, un- of unstoppability. I mean, I did see one get bullied by an elephant recently. And really? Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, getting pushed around. Was it a full yeah. grown one? It seemed like it had a child, which it accidentally yeah. sort of tripped over while it was trying to, while it was trying to escape from this elephant. Right, and then the mm. rhino went back to try and protect the child, and then the yeah. elephant was, yeah, right. Yeah, I think yeah. So, so I mean, I but get, then I'm, with a rhino, <clears throat> does it, it kind of has a high back relative to its head, right? Yes. Because I think where you'd want to sit is on the neck. On the neck, or what, I mean, on the face, sort of with your holding onto that horn. Yeah, right? really, like in between the two horns. Yeah, I mean that's practically a saddle it's true but then that having that small horn behind your ass (laughs) just doesn't feel like it's gonna lead to good things especially while that charging is happening and you're bouncing up and down you're bouncing up and down you're holding onto that horn but i mean being right at the front while that thing is going along and you're 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 right there that's that that's living you know that's as close as you can get to falling horizontally i would say you think so? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plummeting across. Yeah. I was thinking... I wonder we... what happens to people who get shot out of a, one of those people cannons, but straight. <laughs> like, instead of up, yeah. just oh. straight up. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you would just... Because it's head first, so I guess you would just... shot into the ground. Yeah. But... Yeah, that, that would be... That would be like... <laughs> I could see how that would go. I guess that wouldn't be that different from being shot up into the air and then not landing on a net. Sure, I suppose so. Um, but, yeah, being shot horizontally, you're right, and then sort of bouncing and skidding along the ground be really interesting. Yeah, you'd have to, tr- you'd have to try to turn it into a roll. <laughs> that's, that's your but way out But there's a chance it. you would just slide and lose all your skin. Mm. Yeah, there is. There is a good chance, I'd say. I mean, I think that there are there are. I think do people do ride yaks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think there's a. I think there's a. There's a. There's a UFC fighter, and he's from Brazil or some South American country where it's a tradition. I think it's like part of their culture to ride yaks and farm with their yaks, and I think he keeps that alive. I don't think they had. Don't think they have yaks in Brazil. Well, it's a yak-like beast. I don't think they have big, any. I don't think they have any hooved, big hooved creatures down there in Brazil. Um, right? Not like not, no, not like South America. Uh, yeah, I. I mean, I think their biggest um, thing was the alpaca, wasn't it, or the llama? Ah, I could be wrong. Could be wrong. I mean, why am I going out on this particular limb? I mean, they would have brought them in since then, sure. But like historically, yeah. if this is like I a- mean, I've seen this footage only in the last year or so. So, and I assume it was filmed, you know, within <laughs> within the last hundred years. Do you know the guy's name? Uh, it's like Figuero. Let's see, riding yak. I'll just try that. Great. Figueroa? No. Um, no. I'm not interested in Figueroa riding a yak. No, okay. Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I, this is really not coming up. This with, is uh, good. This is good, Alistair. This is good content. And I am is... bearing full responsibility for, for this and where we're at. But I think the listeners, they're fine with it. They're happy to wait. They've waited yeah, so you think long that this already. Is something to, so they can. <laughs> oh, here he is. Okay, wait. Look, look. Looking at it, it's a buffalo. It's a buffalo. Okay. And uh, Davison Figueredo, mm. Figueredo, and it's a buffalo. So it's a pretty big hooved animal. Mm. Water buffalo farmer. Mm. Sure. Okay. And is he good? Good at riding. Buffaloes good at, seemed uh, good. Big, good at good at mixed martial arts. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Does think he, he ever, was champion for a bit. Ever ever climb up yeah. on somebody's back and sort of you you see a little bit of the buffalo rider come out in him? I think that's yeah. I think that's one of the main things that they do. I think if you can get somebody's back, that's one of the most ideal things because then you can they can they can't really reach you as much with their arms and then you yeah. can get your arm under their under their chin. Yeah. And you get you get you any can, chance that you could get a sort of little yoke on them and and sort of like hook them up to a plow or something like that and 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 um, plow a couple of could, fields. Maybe in the maybe in the female division you might be able to produce a yoke and um, <laughs> and then get that on them. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that. What is a yoke? A yoke is that thing definition? that they. It's a little beam that you put across their shoulders and around their neck, and that's what you attach oh. the uh, the plow to in you know your traditional farming practices. I think you make your arm the yoke. Sure, I think mm. it would be a. I mean, it it's such an incredible uh, move to to pull off in mixed martial arts. You know, not just to get somebody into into um into submission but then to sort of break them as you would a wild animal and then lash mm. them to some kind of farming equipment and and get them to do a bit of work on your field i think surely that's a higher level of of yeah. victory well, i mean if you could if you could get them to work to sort of till the octagon yeah <laughs> You know, Turn it you into fertile ground. Yeah, it is know, a little paddock, isn't it? It's got those little fences. It's a little paddock, basically. It's a little. It's a little enclosure, mm. and you can do with it what you want. You can turn mm. it into a greenhouse, but you've only got twenty five minutes, and so it takes someone with a real green thumb. Yeah, sure. Um, and I don't know if you need to like you know shove your thumb in that in their eyes or something like that. Whatever it is that you need, I think mm. I think eye pokes are actually not okay. They're against the rules. Yeah, and that's um, not that's not good. You know, you also have to have the standard sort of RSPCA treatment of livestock kind of standards. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people people you know talk about making someone their bitch, but making somebody their cow mm-hmm. is more impressive. Um, and then. Yeah. I mean milking them sort of... milking them and make some cheese. <laughs> yeah. I <know>. think <laughs> it would be great to see these moves play out in a in a wrestling scenario. Yeah, and without the team like throwing in the towel, their their team throwing in the towel. Sure. <laughs> I think there's a point where you're where you're putting on sort of mechanic you're attaching mechanical milking equipment to the to your opponent where I feel like the team would be questioning whether or not they would lose face by <laughs> pulling their their fighter out of there is that is that is that something that they consider losing face and it looking bad is that one of the reasons to throw in a towel um i don't think i don't think i think it, it would happen more in boxing that people would throw in the towel right, whereas sure. i don't think it happens very much in ufc so i think uh and so I think I'd heard discussions maybe last year where they're like, "Oh, this was a scenario where somebody should have, the team should have thrown out, thrown the towel in, or whatever." And right? They didn't. Also, Usually, the ref steps in if it, if the person is, is yeah. you know, not defending themselves anymore and things like that. Ultimate farming um, competition. So, <laughs> thanks. But. Uh, but this is but the, but at the beginning of the fight it was ultimate fighting. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's something that the commentators um, comment this, on. This changed, this changed the UFC forever, this fight. When somebody realized that you could build farming equipment and, and tame a person. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel, it feels close to something that would actually happen in a, in a, in a wrestling, you know, in a, in a WWE or whatever it's called. Maybe, yeah, maybe WWF or WWE. But I think it's more, I think it's funnier if it happens in UFC. I realize bringing in the yeah. equipment is a bit unrealistic, but I mean, these guys are so strong. It's a shame not to use that strength for something positive. Yeah, but they might have strength and engineering skills. Mm, it's true. It just depends on where you focus your training. You know, they MacGyver up. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of resources up. in there, though. I know, but you sometimes you can just manipulate the, your opponent's body into... Into a plow. A bucket. Yeah. Into, into a, bucket a bucket and plow and... Turned yeah, him into, into a, a bucket. bucket and, yeah. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> well, you know, but but you turn him into a bucket in with in which that you milk your opponent mm. and take the pail or bucket back. Um it's it's absurd, Andy, I would say. I would say that that one is an absurd one. I'll take it though. Alistair, how are we going? Uh sketch I number ID idea, one, two, idea three, number three, four, five, six. Oh yeah, that's we got Ooh. six, Andy. Well then, then it takes us to three uh, three words from a listener. Now I don't know if you know this. We have listeners. Uh, some of them can send in three words if they support us on Patreon uh, for the three dollar uh, category. And uh, today's today's uh, supporter and listener is Dominic Stevenson. Hello, Hello Dominic, Dominic Stevenson. Dominic, thank you very much for sending in these three words. Mm. Um, Andy, do you? Dominic Stevenson. I mean, that's such a reputable name, isn't it? Dominic Stevenson. I would invest with heavily with Dominic Stevenson. If he asked me for $10,000 to start a small business, I'd give it to him no questions asked. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Dominic Stevenson is a, he's a, is a magnet for, for angel investors. Mm. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Probably has, doesn't have to work a day job. Yeah. But I don't know what people are investing in. But I think they're just invent- investing in his net worth. And it seems to be going up just because of all the money that investors are sure. pouring in. I mean, a pyramid scheme is only be- is only a problem when people stop investing. And with Dominic Stevenson, they never do. This is not, yeah, yeah, this is not a pyramid. This is a straight up, this is like a skyscraper screen. So exactly. Everybody's just giving money. Um, or maybe that's a circle. Maybe that's a circle if they're coming from all directions mm. rather than... I don't know. A cylinder. Um, Andy, do you want to try and guess what uh, Dominic's three words are? Yes, I do. Uh, Arboreal. Arboreal. Arboreal? Uh, I'm really sorry, Andy. The first word is giant. Okay. Uh, Second word is man-eating with a hyphen. Uh, Ooh, starts in the same... Ooh, the first and third letters are right. But then all the others are incorrect. Damn. Um, it's mini. Giant mini. Uh, yeah. Last word is medium. No, Andy. Not even close. Not even close in the least. God damn it. The last word is toast. Giant mini toast. I like yeah. that idea. You ever had those yeah. mini toasts? Those little toasts? They used to be one of my I favorite like foods. I've- Really, I think I've I, I've always had an aversion to them. I think I must have had them once and then thought I didn't like it. I think they were too crunchy. Well, when I was working at Salamanca Market, right down in Tasmania, we had friends who ran a mustard stall. They made mustards. They had a business called the Lean To Kitchen. They made mustards out of their house. And these mustards were so they good. They turned their house into mustards. That's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, and That's incredible. They, they uh, uh, and they would give away free samples on little mini toasts, right? So you oh, go and get a, big, try all their different mustards pizza. on a little bit of mini toast. And some of those seeded mustards the mini, were so Did good. they make the mini toast themselves? No, it just came out of a, came out of a packet. But they uh, were so good. And, uh, yeah, I, would, I probably um, abused their hospitality, eating their, eating their mustards and their mini toasts. But I, and I don't think yeah. I've even had one since then. That's one of those things that... 
like I loved as a kid and where if I'd got back onto it as an adult, I'm sure I would have bought heaps just to flaunt my my freedom to eat exclusively I mini think, toasts. You know, I think it's a great idea. Did did your other siblings get on get onto that mini toast? I'm sure they did. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. I think it would be enough. a good idea to get them something like that for Christmas. I think that would be great. Yeah, and I'll see. I'll It'll, see if the Lean Two Kitchen, the business has since been sold, but I'll see if they're still. Um, you know, maybe they're available online, and I could well, like, uh, eventually you run out of bits of house that you can turn into mustard. Exactly, there's a limit, and then you just. Left, left with a piece of land, and then you can sell that on, I suppose, and then move on to another house and mm. start deconstructing that and mm. using whatever alchemy they they devised to turn wood and and nails and thank uh, you, yes, you know, ovens exactly. God, that was into good mustard. mustard. The seeds, hey? the way the seed, little those little mustard seeds, the way those little mustard seeds pop in your mouth is really special. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is about those toasts. You don't need a lot God, of. They're good. You don't, need, you don't. You don't need a lot of you know food that is just crackers and mustard, though, do you? <laughs> no, but I would have. Of, I would, based on this one. But Alistair, I know, but you don't. But I don't. No, I don't. But I would. That's my I know, point. But who is better <laughs> if you don't do it and you grew up with it, loving it? Who is going to do it? That's why this this is a bad business model. I'd, pro- I'd probably drink a mustard based drink. You think so? Yeah, I would. I guess I'd, if you had it in, you know, at the same time as you were having a hot dog based drink. Mm. Yeah, and I drink it. I drink it out of a little uh, a mini toast cup. Mini toast cup. Oh mm. yeah, that'd be yeah. great. It, is it basically a crouton? It's it's a crouton. Yeah, you're 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 exactly right. And I suspect that they would have to they'd have to make it soft like bread and then dehydrate it somehow. Maybe or fry ex- it. Fry it, bake it. Yeah, probably frying is probably involved. Um, we are yeah. not coming up with a sketch idea. No, for this. We're Alistair. Just to no, we're out not. What but, mini toast but, is? Like, but what about like? <laughs> there's there's no reason there can't be a product that is just a huge crouton, right? Like a you know yeah. a a meal size crouton, a loaf of crouton, crouton? crouton. Yeah, that you, you that you can just chew your way through. It's the best. It's the best bit of any um of any Caesar salad. You know, when you get a nice a crouton that's still got a bit of crunch to it, but has still absorbed some sweet um, salad dressing, that's perfect. You know, you've got, you got a, uh, some sort of salad dressing squirter in one hand. Yeah. You've got, yeah. A, you got a, a meal-sized crouton in the other. You're just spraying it and chewing your way through this thing. I guess a that's, Caesar sandwich. Sure. Is that a thing? You could make a Caesar eh? That must be. No, that but I that mean, must like, already be a thing. But I mean, if if to both, you know, if, let, let's say you 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 sh- you sort of sliced two large pieces out of a mm. crouton loaf. Yeah, it's a good idea. And then you just hand the, the things there. But you have a layer of you have a layer of chicken, really thin layer of chicken. You have a really thin layer of uh, bacon. So these are things that are in a Caesar salad. You have a thin layer of lettuce, yeah, chicken, bacon. Yeah, then that that Caesar dressing. Mm. Egg? Is there egg in it a Caesar salad? It doesn't have to be salad? thin. It could be thick. It could be thick. It doesn't have to be thin. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I just I want your I want your sandwich to still be workable. You know, you've got to be able to get your mouth around that, it. Yeah, but we've had sandwiches that at least have some heft to them. You know, I think this would actually be a really good sandwich. Yeah, it would be. But the the rigidity of the. The crouton would could be your, your undoing. Sure, but you know you could. I guess you could also you know make that thickness uh, appropriate so that it was edible. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely could. I don't think this is a sketch idea, Alistair. This isn't funny. In no, any way. I know. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Um, Giant mini so, toasts. I but, mean, they feel like as close as um, as food gets to a building product. Right, a construction material. They're shaped like little bricks. They're rigid, like a like a bit of plasterboard or a bit of polystyrene uh, insulation. You know, they 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 they're right there on the uh, on the on the borderline between food and and house building product. And I guess you could build a house, little little savoury gingerbread house, out of croutons with mustard for mortar, 
oh, a little savoury, <laughs> little savoury gingerbread house, Alastair, where we make well, that could be hard setting I mean, mustard, and the Hansel and Gretel lady, mm. you know, who made the house out of candy. Yeah, she must have a savoury house somewhere. Sure, for when you know, she's th- for when she's attracting, you know, like she she obviously attracts you know children with the house to so Alastair. This is them. really good. But, but what about when she's trying to attract, you know, a man or a, a man. partner? Yeah, this is very us. I mean, this is quite close to our um, breakfast cereal for middle-aged men sketch. But I know, but this I is, think a this savory a gingerbread lady. house. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the curtains are made out of sheets of bacon, and the yeah, uh, like I, I see, I see, kind of like you know, like sort of. Uh, just pink roast beef, you know, mm. like thinly sliced roast beef that you can open and close the curtain. Yeah. I mean, actual beef curtains. That's the, not what I was tr- going for. Right? Is that an expression? Beef curtains? Y- yeah. Forget it. Don't worry about it. Oh, Alistair. It's, 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 it's unpleasant. Um, but it's, um, you know, and then this is how whatever. It, was she a witch or was she just a lady with a. She was a witch. House? She was definitely a witch. She was a witch? But did she make it with magic or did she construct did it? Did she build it herself? I'd love to see her out there with a <laughs> with a little mortar board and Cause, Yeah. You know, and there's because there'd be limits, you know, and then having to hire a person to make all that candy, all that a lot a lot of that stuff is quite like old style. I think um, I think a sketch in which two uh, wives go and abandon their husbands in a forest because they can't afford to look after them anymore. And the f- husbands wander into the forest. They get lost, trying to follow their trail of mini toasts, and they come across a savoury gingerbread house uh, with a witch inside. And they eat all the <laughs> all the man foods, the jerky, uh, the jerky weatherboards, and the cannelloni balustrade banister. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> Cannelloni balustrade. <laughs> I love, I love, cause just because you were saying man foods and the idea of like this kind of like Italian delicacy mm. um, is great. Thanks. Um, now, now the, Hello, does she I'm Cannelloni Bannister. Sorry? Balustrade. Balustrade. Balustrade? Is that what you said? I can't remember which one's which. Which is the one that goes down the side of a set of stairs? A banister or a balustrade? Maybe a balustrade is a part of a castle. I know a banister is part of a stairs. There but you go. I, there could be also a balustrade, mm. um, but I think Cannelloni balustrade is a great um, is a great name. Thank you. Um, but now, now does this witch when she attracts men with these things? Mm. Uh, is she doing it so that she can have sex with them, or is this also to eat them? Is That's... she just a, is is her passion food? <laughs> I mean, obviously, food and architecture seem to be play a big part in yeah. her life. But, but that she obviously must have other needs, and she must. It must, you know, must be harder to, you know, once you've trapped the men to just push them into a cauldron as well, or whatever, or mm, into a, an oven, sure. whatever it is. Uh, she must have other needs. Do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe she's having sex with the men. Yep, could be. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> um, but then is it is it sort of like a catch and release sort of scenario, or then then does she, or are they keep keeping them as lovers for life? She have like a har- a harem. Uh, yeah, I reckon a, she does. I reckon cellar. she has a harem. Exactly yeah. right. And oh, they're so cool. they're so. Uh, you know how um how Moorish salty snacks are. Well, she yeah. has the men hooked on that. You know, they could leave, yeah, but true, then they'd yeah. have to make their way through the forest. They have so much, they're so, so frequently eating jerky that yeah. you, the, the so agony, plentiful. you see the agony of the, those who try to escape. They barely make it 50 meters before they collapse and start crawling back for more yeah, salty snacks. <laughs> she's just standing at the door holding it open. <laughs> and you'd come crawling back, they always do. She's got like fried frog legs in mm. there, and I guess if you live in the in the you know in a magical forest, <laughs> there's bound to be a lot of frogs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the men are addicted to f- fried frogs legs. That's that's not the kind of food, right? That we're talking about. You don't think so? I no. I went to a buffet once that had fried frog legs, and I what think was it like? It's just like chicken. Okay, I think it's just like chicken. Okay. Uh, 
And the legs looked like frog legs. But, you know, covered in batter or whatever. Yeah, I bet. But, like, but they look like, you know, you go, oh, wow, this is crazy. I don't... Bones in them? Bones in them? Bones. Oh, yeah, lots of bones. Little tiny bones. You you eat the bones bones. or you eat around the bones? You eat around the bones. Yeah, right. Man. How many bones do you eat? Me? Yeah, how many edible bones are there? Not a lot. It's just just the spine of that salmon. Yeah, but I I just thought that... I just thought that uh, frogs. I don't. I, you know. I don't know much about frogs' bones, and I thought maybe they'd be kind of like edible for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I guess the bones of a like of a scat of an insect or whatever you might eat them if they're. I mean, they they don't really have bones. But I don't think they have bones. <laughs> I think we got to wrap this up, Andy. <laughs> oh, it's just um, when it's getting good. No, but that was that yeah. was something. That was something. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, we got two. So for two in the Think Tank 304, here are the sketch ideas. Uh, we got the husband re-education swap show. <laughs> so if you want one thing changed about your husband, they, uh, you swap it with another person. Got to build them down and break them down and build them back up. They'll break them down. That's the only way to really, that's the, it's probably the simplest way to change a habit, a single habit. Mm. Um, um, in one afternoon anyway. Then we got the toddler drunk history. This is where you teach a toddler about some hor- horrific event of history and then you get them to retell you and then we act it out with... We're basically stealing drunk history. Um, then we got the clown dictator connection mockumentary slash documentary. Oh, I think I'm it's really po- glad you... Thanks for writing that down, Alistair. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's kind of actually a fake mockumentary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a documentary. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... We're pretending it's... A it's a mockumentary. mockumentary. Yep. You know, it's a, yeah, it's fun. Because it was just so hard to actually come up with a real documentary that we decided to make a mockumentary. But then we were like, well, but we're still looking for real examples. It's a, it's a and documentary, so we'll but it's it. filmed mockumentary style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got the dictator clown. And this is, you know, we're just finding that, we're realizing that the, the greatest dictators are the clowniest ones. And so we're finding one who is even such a buffoon. Such. Even, you know, people try to tell us these days that you can't, you can't make up the kind of stuff of how dumb some of these leaders are. Well, uh, we're going to. But we're going to. And it's going to... Oh, they actually... <laughs> Sacha Baron Cohen did do a show called... A movie called The Dictator. I wonder if it's this. <laughs> um, but... But we're doing it as a sketch. Nobody said this is a movie. (laughs) We're not doing a movie, no. Um, Then we've got the ultimate farming competition, a UFC. uh, UFC was changed in one fight when somebody started um, turning the the other person into their plowing the octagon, using using their opponent as a cow. And then we had... The savory, savory gingerbread for Hansel and Gretel, which to attract a harem of men. Do is is part of the appeal of the uh, Ultimate Fighting UFC that they did it? They yeah. doubled the number of sides on the geometrical shape that they fight in. You know, they went from the the square to the to the octagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I mean, if well, I started that... a a fighting style in a dodecagon, do you think that that could be? I could. Take the, take the yeah, but then you would have to also blend more sport sports together. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it's all obviously it all started with with sort of um you know jewels jewels which were performed in a straight line, mm. and then it went to sort of you know uh, boxing which was in a square that two dimension two dimensional dimension. shape yeah uh, two, sec- second dimension yeah. Mm. Um, I guess you could also just make it a flying thing if you could add a a third dimension to it. I mean, when we do get to have zero gravity uh, fighting, that'll be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it was an octagon prison, an octagonian prison uh, that that was orbiting Earth that you could fly your fighters up to. Yeah, a dodecahedron in space. Is that what it is? Yeah. I think so, yeah dodecahedron in space uh dodecahedron wait f- yeah f- fight dodecahedron mm. anyway it's a, it's a thought it's a thought uh, yeah. andy <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening to in the Think Tank. That was good that you did that. Um, you know, I think it was okay. I, on the scale of episodes, I'd put this one at exactly 50%. Halfway. Wow. Halfway between episodes. Yep. Well, uh, you know what? Great work. You can find me on Twitter. We, we made it halfway. Landing. We made it. Yeah. And I'm at Alistair TB. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. You can... It feels like it was such a, such a long time since we did an episode, but it's only been a week. Um, half of us are unlocked, so you know maybe we're getting closer to being able to record this episode, but uh, this uh, 300th episode. But I reckon it's still many weeks away. Mm. It's the sad reality. Um, yeah, but thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourselves, and we we love, love you. You. We really do. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.